welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where six mates unpack three topics over a new drink each week. Fuck it, just go with that, we'll fix it if it's... <laughs> Alright, welcome everyone to another episode of the Simple Minds uh, Podcast. It's Matt Hannum here and I'm today's host. Uh, I'm joined by... Hey, glad to see you buying drinks again, mate. I didn't buy this drink. <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a from me. And I shall tell you why <laughs> shortly. But before we go there, Mr. Kanye, uh, <laughs> instead of going left, Kanye. let's go the other way. Well, Do you know I which way that lift. is? All oh, right. We're going right. We're going right. Okay. Everybody's here today. Marco? Hello, everybody. What's <laughs> <laughs> Marco or fast forward? <laughs> Mr. J- Mr. JB? What's up? Mr. Hado. Hey, hey. And Mr. Duncan. Hey, guys. And we're joined by a special guest today, Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Kanye. Kanye West. Kanye! You know. So, welcome, everybody. Um, It looks like it's set to be an interesting episode. The wild, wild west. (laughs) So, I'm I'm hosting it, obviously, on Drink Today, and uh, it it starts with a little story. Uh, Earlier this week, I was referred to have a a chat. I just got to meet some very um, lovely and interesting people uh, from a, a vineyard down in uh, Denmark called the uh, the Lake House, and uh, so shout out to as Conrad would do, shout out to Greg Capelli and, <laughs> and Leanne Rogers who, who, I, who I met and had a, had an amazing <laughs> chat with. Um, and I had the conversation, had a great conversation with these guys, and said, you know what, I, I'm going to grab one of your uh, one of your wines and, and use it on the Simple Minds. Uh, only to realise a few days later that hang on, I'm pretty sure someone just gave me a gift of one of their wines and I already had it sitting literally in the podcast room. So there should be another <laughs> bottle floating around somewhere then. So there's that's this one. That's the gift one, but didn't you get one from down there? No, I wasn't there. Oh. I met them. Well, I had a good chat with them. I wasn't it I was in Perth. Um, it's a, about four hours drive for anyone that doesn't know where Denmark might be, south. So yeah, look, I, I was going to <laughs> source a couple of bottles and uh, bring them in, but apparently I already had one here. So Michael Duncan, thank you very much for the gift. Have you been down there, Michael? And uh, no, I got that through Vino Mofo, I think. Actually. Oh, no one's been there down you there. Go. We should all go down there. We should. We should host an episode from down there. We should. Do they want to do us? that? So, uh, look, lovely people, and I thought, let's let's take this opportunity to um, try their wine. So we've got a 2006 SSB, uh, which I think it's called a the, it's a premium range, and I think it's a postcard collection. Uh, sorry if I butchered that, but I believe that's what, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, believe yeah, that's yeah, what we're doing. But, um, <laughs> look, great southern wines. Um, interesting to me. I, I'd love, I, wanna, I do want to get down there soon because uh, my, my dad was born down in Albany, which is pretty close to there, and it's a place that I don't get to. Um, down in the deep south, uh, the great southern region, too often, and um, yeah, I'd like to spend some more time. So let's pass out these drinks and uh, and give it a Have shot. Have we got some sort of tasting notes that Mark has got in front of him in the kids' book in front of him? <laughs> Pretty much, is it? I, I, yes. hungry in, kids, in kids' book form. It's a cool book that I uh, came across in one of Tim Ferriss's podcasts when he was interviewing a guy called Richard Betts, who's a um, crazy talented sommelier. And he put together a, um, a scratch and sniff guide to becoming a wine expert. Oh, so here we go. And it's a great, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool book. Um, and it's where that tip that I'd said a while back of um, starting with fruit, earth and wood yeah. uh, comes from. And um, in the pages, it's got, you know, here's a, you open it up and there's a couple of pages of fruit and you can scratch at different fruits as you're... So he's effectively trying to teach us, right, like a child. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, and um, 
when you you know so here it's got you start with fruit and it's got all of these different pictures of you know apples strawberries blueberries bananas um you can scratch at a couple of them and as you're tasting your wine um you can smell each each um different fruit and start seeing what sort of fruits you can pick out um same with the earth and the wood and it and it's just a cool way of um growing your your ability to so you've actually to used describe. it? Yeah, yeah, I've used it. I mean, and uh, I thought I'd bring it in. This is going to be my little gift I leave in here for when I go in like three episodes' time. And you want to have anyone to hassle you yeah, about what are you trying? Well, now we have to use this well, at the right, r- right rather time. Rather than not having someone to <laughs> hassle us, we all probably need to get educated a little bit. <laughs> or, or speaking for myself in particular, I, yeah, I, I need to, to learn. Because you, you, you you're right, Marco. We, we stand there and go, hey, yeah, it smells fruity. <laughs> Excellent. Maybe we should understand what we're doing a little bit more. So if anyone wants to give us a crash course uh, beyond the book, um, you're, you're welcome yeah. to join us. <laughs> you're welcome to join us. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get these guys to have us down there. Get these guys to have us down there. I'll have us down there. Anyway, cheers, guys. Happy Friday. Cheers. Before Conrad goes off on a rant. Oh, yeah, Dunk is on dry July, so happy dry July, Dunk. This this water is beautiful. The the irony in the the fact that this bottle came from you and (laughs) (laughs) you're dry July and it wasn't lost. Oh, it's spectacular. I think it tastes better in July, July, actually. The best one, yeah. It's it's the peak time for it. Mm. (laughs) It was (laughs) made to be open on this day. (laughs) Now, the well done to everybody that's uh, battling through dry July. It is a battle for you. That's uh, an early battle. Can scratch and sniff? It is an early battle. You can have a scratch and sniff, Mike. It's one of my favourite words in the world olfactory. Conrad. A word? Conrad, yeah. olfactory. When was the last time you scratched and sniffed? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Don't give Just it. ask. Don't it, give him that feel. Anyone, any comments on the wine before we... Yeah, it's great. Coming? It's actually really, really nice. Yeah, it is. It is. Surprisingly, I didn't know Denmark do SSBs. It's great. Now you do. Now you do. <laughs> now you <laughs> could go down there. Now we're learning. No, I want them to bring us down there. Sponsor an episode. Okay, mate. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just because Mark is not going to be here for six months. So we'll, um, we'll quickly shift you Mono. off the mic, Conrad, and uh, head into our first topic. Michael. Me. I've not had a glass of wine with um, Okay. I've heard that the video I shared again <laughs> was slightly boring, but obviously... <laughs> I didn't think it was. It had good graphics. I don't, I don't know how you make Nietzsche exciting to tell the truth, but I, it is good the, talk. The, the graphics were really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you was, watched it. It's, it was from... Um, I just listened to it. <laughs> it <had> good graphics. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I just listened just, to it. I didn't watch it. I just actually, want some tonal range. You know what? That's <laughs> all. Is that too much to ask? Like, you've shared last two videos with, like, no tone. It was literally... <laughs> Hello, my name is Travis. No, that had tone. That had tone. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the guy that um, narrates that video has actually been on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. But it, he runs a YouTube channel called The School of Life, which talks philosophy. Is that in London? London, yeah. yeah London-based cool. guy. The musician, yeah. He's into classical music and he's yeah. a really interesting guy. Well, maybe in the show. It's a physical notes, school. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting guy talks about life. The video I have... Actually, Nietzsche, who we've talked about before in this podcast with the, the child, camel, lion scenario and suffering and all that sort of stuff, is one 19th century philosopher, German philosopher, and 
delves deep on human emotion, and this one, envy, caught my eye because I was looking at, you know, what, what are we going to talk about? You love this stuff, man. I find it really interesting because a lot of people don't, and this is what this, this video is about, a lot of people don't, aren't honest with themselves about feelings that they have, um, emotions they have, about what, what sort of, not, not drives them deeply, but what is in, in you as a person. They, they shy away from though, the negative side or the bad side and don't sort of face it, which I think going by this video is, is something we need, to, we need to kind of do. I think we may be going to do in this episode slice in the audio, am I right in saying, for this video during it? Let's so, do it. Well, it's six minutes, right? Yeah, so just <laughs> let's be quiet for six minutes. Shh. <laughs> We're going to listen to it right now. Excellent. In dark, honest moments, we are liable to recognise with considerable agony that there is so much missing from our lives. We've been unable to get quite the career we wanted. Our partners may leave us largely unfulfilled. We may have made some catastrophic mistakes that can never be corrected. Our appearance might be shameful and in decline. And there is, correspondingly, so much that we envy. No philosopher has ever taken envy more seriously than Friedrich Nietzsche. The 19th century German philosopher described it as the most important emotion at work in individual and collective life. In his writings, he referred to it with a slightly unusual word, the French term ressentiment, which places emphasis on the humiliation we experience in the face of what we desire but cannot have. In Nietzsche's book on the genealogy of morality, published in 1887, the philosopher presents us with a groundbreaking diagnosis of envy. He opens with a speculative history of how our ideas of good and evil developed and the crucial role of envy therein. In ancient times, Nietzsche argued what counted as negative or positive was defined in a rather direct and simple way by the powerful. Those who held military, financial and political authority got to decide what sort of actions and behaviours would be thought admirable. Because of the aristocrats' attachments and tastes, good came to be synonymous with aristocratic values like winning, making money, being confidently sexual, knowing a lot, and securing fame. Assured of their own virtue, the powerful in ancient times slept soundly. But the aristocracy's reign did not go unchallenged. There were too many weak, powerless and downtrodden people at large, a mass of men and women whom Nietzsche alternately called the slaves, the plebeians or simply the herd. These people increasingly wanted to avenge themselves against the powerful. At the same time, they lacked any practical means of doing so, having no money or political leverage. Then they hit on an idea of genius. They would fight back against the rich and the strong with the weapon of guilt. They couldn't attack the powerful physically, but they could leave them unable to sleep well at night. They would ruin them via their consciences. A central weapon in this revenge attack was, for Nietzsche, the ideology we know today as Christianity. Christianity was, for the philosopher, a brilliant, devilish instrument of revenge, dreamt up by the weak to make the strong feel guilty for their advantages. It was Christianity's strategy to relabel as bad everything once associated with aristocratic values, and to anoint with the term good everything 
with which the herd was identified. So, in the new Christian moral scheme, having no money was relabeled noble poverty. Having no education was praised as sincerity. Lacking sex was hailed as chastity. And, as Nietzsche put it, not being able to take revenge turned into forgiveness. Envious for what they couldn't have, Christians made the powerful feel untenably guilty and insisted that the kingdom of God belonged to the weak, the meek, the chaste, the poor, and the persecuted. Nietzsche almost admired the audacity of this move, but at the same time he held it to be responsible for an appalling bad faith and the degradation of European civilization. In a cantankerous tone he wrote that, the man of ressentiment is neither upright nor naive, nor honest and straight with himself. His soul squints, his mind loves dark corners, secret paths and back doors. For Nietzsche, the psychological health of a person or society depends on being able to resist denigrating what one wants but can't have. It involves resisting the urge to deny the gaps in one's life for the sake of inner convenience. It is for Nietzsche always better to say what one wishes to be and have rather than to twist one's entire personality to avoid discomfort. We must, for the philosopher, be strong enough to face and stay honest about our own misfortunes. Though Nietzsche spent a lot of time studying Christianity, he understood that the desire to redraw values on the basis of repressed envy was a manoeuvre that could appear under many guises. His attacks may seem harsh and potentially even an absurd defence of a boorish upper-class set of values, but it's important to remember that Nietzsche himself was no aristocrat. He lacked money, sex, an audience, friends, but he was committed to honesty with himself and so didn't shirk away from admitting that in certain moods he would dearly have wished to be more heroic, fulfilled and brave, yet lacked the talent to be so. Nietzsche's message is that one of the most mature acts we are capable of is to admit to the strength of our envy and the scale of our regret without falling prey to defensive philosophies of denial in all their many and ingenious disguises. Welcome back. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed it more than Travis did. And it didn't, um, it's only six minutes long, but and it's just... Wake up, Jeff. It's a really interesting topic, envy, I think, anyway, and it's something we all have in our lives. No matter what anybody says, you have been envious of something or somebody at some stage. Cue Kanye West saying that he doesn't envy anyone. <laughs> exactly. Conrad? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I wasn't envious about that Universal shirt. I actually found that funny. Good, let's ignore that. I mean, obviously during the video he talks a lot about history and Christianity and that sort of thing, but I really want to focus on just the emotion of envy and what Nietzsche thought about it and what you guys think about what Nietzsche thought about it. Um, Nietzsche thought envy as a sort of confused but important signal from our deeper selves about what we really want, you know, seeing things in other people. Um, but he, he didn't see envy as a negative emotion at all. What, he, well, sorry, he saw it as a negative emotion, but saw that you can harness it to try and... Well, there's either two ways you can look at envy. You can look at somebody and say, I want to be like them, and use that as a positive to sort of push yourself forward or propel yourself forward into a better place. 
or if you go down the other way, you're going into a really deep, dark hole of bitter resentment and and hate, and which is, you know, in our society just now, which I think replicates what um, was in the video, you know, talking about the aristocracy and you know Roman empires and whatever. The Catholic was, Church, Christianity. Yeah. The cat, well, the, My talk, God, that was that was. What profound. did you think about that, Conrad? That part. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of reading it, and I, I actually I found that part really interesting in the in the succinctness and how he put it together. I'm actually going to play this to my mother tomorrow morning, so okay. I might not be here tomorrow on next Friday. <laughs> but the construct of Christianity based around how they've used these things to yep. control people. Yep. Phenomenal. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I'd, I'd never really looked at, it, at the fact of trying to control like the, the powerful. Yeah. Um, so it was, a, it was a really interesting and eye-opening sort of um, view on that point. But it talks about hierarchy. I mean, humans, the human society it's is... the crayfish ba- again, mate. It is the crayfish, yeah. Um, and one, one episode, we must talk about the crayfish, Conrad. But I'd love sh- to bring some crayfish in. Humans are different, yeah? We're not all the same. We don't live in an egalitarian society where everybody is equal, we all have equal power, we all have equal say in everything. You know, we do live in a hierarchical Mm -hmm. society. I think that sounded right. Um, And I think Nietzsche... Obviously, people looking up at somebody that's powerful with envy um, can either, as I said, go down into that deep, dark hole and... what, sorry, let's get back to what I was actually saying. I was talking about society now and fame, money, you know, film stars, movie, you know, like... Status. Yeah, status, yeah, powerful, you know, and we have that sort of same feel just now. And I think in society just now, there's, there's that kind of uprising as well from the, from the kind of maybe the social justice warrior types or, you know, everybody must be equal, you know, equal pay for men, women, you know, everything. Everybody has to be on this same level, which I think is a, is a place that we can never get to because we are fundamentally different as be it gender be it height be it strength be it intellect Mm -hmm. um so i think i don't know um you can use and and what Nietzsche is saying is you know be honest with yourself and it's about truth it's about truth in envy truth in in what you are as a human when you see somebody and you feel that little twang of geez that person's better looking than me or they must have more money not to use that as some way to to um, go down into a deep dark hole, but to use it to improve yourself. Is that what you guys got from it? Did you guys get that that feeling, or, or felt that yourself, and have used envy as a as a tool to to maybe? I get, think we'd get be, I think we'd be lying if anyone hasn't had experienced envy. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mate, as, completely. As no. much I mean, as much as be honourable to say that you don't. Um, let me just. Keep going, Let me find this bit I was about. To I'm just mindful about. of sharing my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I invite other comments from the crowd. Yeah, he's keeping very quiet. Was they too monotone for you there? No, Travis? we just don't. We, like, I'm just wanting to, I guess, see where you're going with it, and look, yeah, what kind of response you're looking for from us. So, if you, let, let's finish it off. Well, just a, re- a response on. The, I mean, I've asked the question. What What are your thoughts on on envy itself? Have you felt it? Have you used it? Have you gone into a deep dark hole yourself? Are you envious right now of anything, Matt? Hunt? Always. I think we always are. I think there's always huh? an element of it. No, I don't think we always are. Oh, shit. Come on, man. I don't, no, come on. No, I don't really. think we're always envious. Always okay, no, Trevor, are you envious okay, right hang now? Okay, hang on. We walked into the room today, Conrad, and you just told us about this day you've had and how you're back to back everywhere and you're doing all this stuff. Only because <laughs> I want to fall asleep right now. 
Oh, I might, I might fall asleep. Because you want to continue to move forward towards what your goal is. And yeah, but that doesn't, someone make me, that doesn't make me envious, bro. Well, someone out there is closer to your goal than you are. Well, no one is close to my fucking goal. <laughs> it's my fucking goal, mate. No, and I'm not envious of anyone. I don't give a shit. Oh, no. So you're, you're suddenly saying, you just said you, everybody is envious. No, not about today. I'm not envious about what I've done today about fucking anything. Here's I'm the, passionate. Here's the, here's the part I was going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're generally taught that en- envy as a feeling is something to be ashamed of. That you shouldn't For sure, exactly it, yeah? right. But they see, this seems to be a... But it a, can be used as a driver. It oh, yeah. certainly can, yes. Yeah. So we hide from ourselves and others so much so that there are people who will sometimes say with all sincerity that they don't envy er- a- anyone, which is a complete lie. No, okay. Because it, so it's logically impossible, insisted Nietzsche. I'm not, so context, I wasn't talking about me never being envious. Yep. My day today wasn't about fucking envy. Yep. I'm just saying it's always got to be there a little bit. I, 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 I use so what are you envious about right now? I mean, just everything. Look, I use it as I use it as fuel. So yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. I use it as fuel. And if if that tank was empty, then I would I would not be doing what I'm doing most of the time. So it's always. I'm not saying I sit there and think about these things that I don't have all the time. But I'm doing the work towards what I want to achieve. No one's achieved exactly what I want to achieve. To your point, but. That it is a driver, and if the, if the tank's empty, then what are you going to do? So I, I feel like it's always a part or an element of maybe not the consuming emotion that we're feeling, but it's always a part of us and, and our everyday lives. Thank you. What do you mean, thank you? Well, yeah, answer well, you the question. Were, you were rebutting me. That was the exact... No, you were was, poking the bear, bro. Poking the bear, please. So so Travis, Travis you, you're probably the nearest to fucking nature here. <laughs> <laughs> and just for context, he's not naked. <laughs> no, he just hugs trees for a living. But um, I, I, I would envy. How does it sit with you? I'd really be interested in how you take envy. Uh, it's something that I've never really reflected on too much. Because he's never envious, this kid. But no, it's something that I I try not to do on a regular basis. That I, yeah, that's that's one thing. I don't know. I, so can I put you on the spot? I, I don't really have an opinion, to be honest. Like, can, I, it's, can I put you on the spot? Can I put some context for you? Don't want you to answer. Oh, this is. Oh, I know what this is going to be. Should I go? <laughs> yeah, just give me. So, are you envious? Okay, are you envious of anybody else at the, at the current basketball club that you're at for the minutes they get ahead of you? I'd say I'm envious. Answer I'd the say question. I'd... <laughs> Would you like their minutes? Absolutely. That doesn't. Is that not? Is that not envy? There's, there's envy in there. Is now, is that now, wanting? Now, is that wanting no, something? No, I'm not, and I'm not worried about the, 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 the negative one. But put as, your, as put what Matt just said. But I think, I think this, is, Matt just said, this that, is exactly what we're talking about. Envy doesn't need to be looked upon. Exactly. As something to be ashamed of. Exactly. Something to. But did you see where he went with? Of it? course, he went straight down to being ashamed of. I'm not envious of. Like, I know. Sort of, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm. Like I wouldn't say it's a negative honestly, thing that I want to play more. Of course, you fucking do. No, I'm not saying no, it's a bad it's, thing. It's not negative. So. No, I'm not saying it's a negative because why? Why would you be there in the first place? No, if, so, if you're not so, wanting but, but to play your, more. But your immediate response was, "I'm not envious." No, but I don't look at my teammates and go, "You know, Matt, I'm really envy of you because you're playing more than me." I go, "You know what? You're a, you're a better player than me right now, and that's why you're getting more minutes." But, but I'm working. You? I'm working. But why can't you? I'm working to be a better player than you. But constructively, I'm, why can't you? So I don't look at him and go. You know, because that's you, I'm envious of you and want to be in that position. Yeah, you use that as fuel because he's there. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think what Nietzsche's saying is you've got to be honest with yourself. That so, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. 
So if in the honest phase, why can't it drive you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, if, so if someone asks you, are you envious of your teammates that are playing more minutes ahead of you, why can't I say, yeah, fuck out I am and, and I'm going to get myself there, or I'm going to switch myself on, or I'm going to go and get some of those minutes. So then why is that not present at all times? Well, he didn't go there. I, I, I don't see it as envy, personally. Well, this, so this is where we're going to go with being honest with your emotions. Yeah. Well, what, what do you, what do you this, see it as? Sorry, Mike. Oh, if you want oh, just quickly, before, quickly before I'll okay. let you, the dictionary definition okay. of envy oh, as, as a verb. Desire to have a quality, possession, or other desirable thing <coughs> belonging to someone else. Yeah. So it doesn't go into a big negative. No, it's not negative. Of, it's not. No, I think you could just, you might just not like the word yourself. Envy. I think that's, yeah. and it's been in, drilled into us through Christianity, through modern society, that envy is a bad mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're talking about. Nietzsche used it as a, as a, as a powerful emotion. That yeah. if, you, if you harness correctly, you can propel yourself forward. For sure, <coughs> without a doubt. I mean, and the reason why we have role models is because we are envious of what they've created or, what they, or the status they've achieved, right? Yeah. And if we want to go down that path and replicate what they are, have done, we, ha- we have to at least honour what they've done first. And as I said right at the beginning, it's about being honest with yourself about dark emotions that you have or emotions that you have. But is this dark? Uh, exactly. So I've gone down the same path of saying mm. it's a dark yeah. emotion. Mm. But and, and, I, I, and the term about negative emotions. See, I don't buy that. Yeah. But I guess that comes back to the, the whole definitions which we've had arguments about before. I'd go with, I've never considered envy, but I've definitely been envious uh, at, at plenty of occasions. And when you read the definition, you are envy, uh, envious, yeah. Trav. Mm. Yeah. When you look at that, but I'd be like with you, it's like... Yeah, Trav. Yeah. <laughs> and, like the, and when you don't honour the word, you don't honour the emotion, then how can you use it? I'm not saying I'm not saying like I'm sitting there going oh, no fuck, no you know, like this you know, I understand but my role like, in the team. I think that's the, the point of the what, what's interesting about this is like you know in a way you have I, harnessed harnessed mm. it properly. You're using you're not yeah. using he's, it to he's go into. Har- a, he's into in the deep. process of harnessing it. Aren't you trying? No, he's not admitting him yes. to the <laughs> right, <are we> emotion. <laughs> so are we are we have we gotten to the point where there's where we're agreeing that there's positive and negative envy. I don't think there's. I don't think. Well, envy is just at, no, are we just at the fact that there's envy and well, envy is just envy. Okay, but it can become but it's something. What you do with it, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So how do you differentiate between? I think your good action, your action is what differentiates. Yeah. So what about your actions? So if you allow it to consume you and it to become to manifest, probably in a bad way with inside you. But what's bad? Well, you take no action. You just be envious and not taking the action towards okay. rectifying. Yeah. I think that to me is, is something that you're like that's to me you're envious of something you're not prepared to do the work to get what they have so why be envious and then you kind of whinge bitch complain yeah, yeah. Or, that's, or, or bring on negative habits yes. or so that's one line in there and I might have just uh, might, this might not be word for word but um, he mentioned that psychological health depends on resisting the urge to criticise what we want but can't have yes yep Yep. So that yeah, I, find, I found that interesting and jotted that down mm. because that's, like that's, that's, people sorry, say, so, say that again for so like you resist the urge you need to res- your psychological health depends on resisting the urge to criticize what we want but can't have. Yep. So if someone's got that thing that deep down you you want, I, I, often you see us will criticize them or, or put them down, like whether that's someone with status or whatever that might look like, and your our health. De- psychologically does depend on resisting that urge it's and got, not, not it, being it, negative it, it, towards the, the thing that you want. It's kind of like when someone else is succeeding and other people try to bring down the, right. the success. It's poppy, right? one of the yeah. biggest issues in society. Yes, yeah, today. it's huge. Oh, and that, oh, yeah. that was in the middle well, of that video that was almost... almost. Well, the, the funny thing with the video it. is like nothing's really changed over <laughs> exactly. thousands of years yeah, once, yeah, a, yeah. once again. 
<laughs> and this is human, human well, society as, as a whole. There's a hierarchy again? in society. There's always going to be somebody that's more powerful, yeah. better looking, whatever. Yeah. Um, I get, much, I get myself, the looks envy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going, though. So For those that can't see me. In, ter- in trying to differentiate between good and bad envy, I guess. Yeah. And it's always a choice, right? That's really yeah. deep in the heart. Being like, aware so that envy is present. Yeah, so I think f- it's better to consider it as something that, if it's positive, it drives uh, action. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and oh, then there, obviously there can the be action. other action, though. There can be other action, which can be an uprising mm-hmm. or violence or... Exactly. So there could be negative action. Yeah. And I was like, well, as long as you're... As long as the action you take doesn't take away from others, then it's positive. But that yeah. doesn't make sense because... Yeah say Trav wants more minutes it's an easy example then someone's got to lose minutes for that but that brings it back down to what I was what I was journaling on during the week that for, for success to, 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 to be there someone generally has to fail and, and, it, and, and, suspect, and both have to exist I suspect this is going to tie mm. into the next topic really strongly as well just a little so, they all do um, so on that, shall we move, or are you ready to uh, no, drop something else? Say one thing here. This is, this is from a, I found a, a really good paper on I think it was the Philosopher's Mail website about Nietzsche about envy. Um, you read a lot of this stuff, mate. Do you ever do any work? I do this week. I, I, yeah, Victor's <laughs> keeping me. <laughs> <this> week. <laughs> <laughs> week. This week. That is no, the I'm richest comment coming from you, Conrad. Here we go. Oh, lucky we're yeah. about to start filming this. Uh, the rest yeah. of this. We, should, we should define what we classify as work, I guess. We might need this for evidence. <laughs> and this is close to what you were talking about, what? Matt, the, the bit that you picked up from the video. Nietzsche thought of envy as a confused but important signal from our deeper selves about what we really want. It's yeah. one of the keys. Like, yeah. It is one of the keys, right? Because we, cause exactly the reaction that I thought I would get was exactly what I wanted to see and that we, we go backwards and most of the time we go backwards at our own, not in a defence mode, when it's the reaction from Travis. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, okay, sorry. Uh, show me an example of going forwards in that situation then. I'm envious of the time you're getting because I know that I really, really want to contribute the way that you're contributing to the team and I'm going to use that to motivate myself to go and go, go after your minutes. Mm. Be it working hard. The, the biggest, the biggest thing... Is that, is that fluent enough, Trevor? you want me to verbatim that for you? No, no I, I, was, I was genuinely yeah, asking. I just wanted to... Oh, I generally answered it for you. <laughs> the biggest thing I got from the um, there's, there's a lot of fire going on today. Uh, the biggest thing I got was own your goals. Yes. Yep. And 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 fucking and own be, them to the essence. But yeah, be proud of. Yeah, I really want that. And if it's something that someone has, it doesn't necessarily have to be negative that you want what they have. That, no, you know, they yeah. should be honoured. They should be honoured that you put them at that level that then, then they should respect what they but really have. it's not have. about them. It's not, no, no, it's not no, about no, them. But, but they, they could, could use that as their tool because complacency in them will crack the crack open opportunity for him. Mm. Like, I mean, there's probably envy with yourself, Matt, with Gary Vee, yeah? <laughs> nah, I, I, I think we're at a pretty close to the <laughs> no, same but, level. But you're not... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you can, use, you can use that completely to fuel your fire. Absolutely, yeah. and, and I 100%, do. Yeah. What, what I like towards the end of the video, though, was like there's an element of self-awareness and acceptance that goes with it. It refers to Hashtag. like, you know, you know, you can be envious about that. And it's kind of like even on Gary Vee's train, he talks about a lot of like, you know, he could never play in the Jets. So he's like, fuck you, I'm going to own the Jets. I mean, that's envy, right? 
I mean, that's pure envy that's driving his whole th- yeah, thing. Yeah, it was status, right? He, yeah. the, the, he couldn't get the playing status. But he had self-awareness. Yeah. He was envy to play and he yeah. wanted to play, but yeah. he obviously was self-aware enough. And so it's kind of acknowledging that, which I thought was interesting of like, uh, yeah, never looked at, uh, at envy in that way. Yeah. So it's a tool of, uh, yeah. Kind I, of, yeah, it was really cool. Never really sat down to think too much about envy. And the, but there's no, so many tools like that. No, that, there is. We, we, that we've got access to. And a lot of them you'll find are kind of what you, we, we would define as negative emotions. Well, it's what the, the Christianity calls virtues, right? Or what are they? What's that? Um, um, seven mortal sins. Mm. If it was virtue. Yeah, envy one is one of them. Yeah. It's probably right. That Will Smith movie, The Seven, where they go, where he goes through seven all those. Seven pounds. Seven pounds, yeah. When they go through those seven sins. Mm. Oh, so if you look at that, and if you take the path on any one of those, you'll get the same point. Cool. Just finishing off, he Nietzsche simply insisted that we must become conscious of our true potential, put up a heroic fight to honour it, and only then mourn failure when solemn frankness and with solemn frankness <coughs> and dignified honesty. So give it everything, the the heroic fight to get what you want. And if it doesn't happen, if you don't become a six foot six basketballer, because you really tried. Going by the team. I tried. Yeah, exactly. I'm still waiting for team. puberty. You <laughs> <laughs> can create it the different way. I like, this is what I like about topics like this Fine. is that emotions come up. I like it. It gets a good conversation going, I think. Doug, I love it when you bring I topics think... to the table because it's just genuinely stuff that I never consider. Yep. It's really cool. You don't go deep on like hours and hours of YouTube watching this stuff late at night? I no, think, I prefer I think, more I dynamic range in my videos. And <laughs> <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Peterson. I'd get, get lost in my own head somewhere. <laughs> no, no, that's no, cool. Thanks, we're Doug. We're going to fire off to uh, the next Thanks, topic. Um, you know, this person doesn't get very much mic time generally, so I just wanted to make sure they had an opportunity to speak up, um, you know, loud and proud. Um, Mr. Oh, it's uh, you, Justin. Mr. <laughs> actually, actually, no, we're going to switch to our special guest, Mr. Kanye. <laughs> okay, so I circulated some content. Hopefully you guys have all watched it. I haven't checked in with you guys yet. Some of you might have seen it before, Trav. Mm. I'm not sure whether you've seen it before. I've seen it. You'd seen it, Marco? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's usually something I use with, with most people that I have some great conversations with because... Uh, it's a piece of content that um, touches on what you touched on, Mike, in relation to what you're using to fuel your fire. Mm. Um, now, Michael Jordan um, is arguably considered to be the greatest player of all time when it comes to basketball. Some might argue that with LeBron James or whatever the case might well be. Um, it, it's something that, you know, for me as a Los Angeles Lakers fan, it's taken me a while to accept Jordan's status, but you can't argue with what Jordan has achieved. And I came across his Hall of Fame speech probably a few years after he got inducted. And to me, it's been one of the one of the most interesting pieces of content to listen to when you talk about humility. That's what it's like. Hey? Okay. <laughs> so, I, didn't, I didn't get humility from... Well, from I, I got humility, and, and, and I will ask you what you got. I got humility from it because it, it takes a very humble man to go through... Well, he went through life. He took people on a journey. He went through from his, from his family into his high school, into his college, into his pro years, he went about people close to him and about people far from him and how they impacted his life and how they gave him the fuel for his fire that made him the greatest player of all time. Did you have a... We're going to cut in a section of it. Did you have a particular section that you'd picked? The the section that that, uh, I I wanted to share with people, I mean, it's probably one of the funniest sections, but it involved him talking about Pat Riley, who was in the crowd. and, And he references... So what Michael did, apparently the year before... Uh, his induction, the ticket prices were $200 a seat to the Hall of Fame event. 
the year that Jordan got inducted, they raised it to a thousand dollars a seat. Now, what Michael did was everybody that had impacted his life, he bought tickets for and put put in the crowd. Mm. Okay, his family, his basketball, his mates, and he had the guy that was chosen ahead of him on this high school team where he got cut for. He had his high, he's got his uh, his university college coach there. He had Pat Riley in the crowd because he wanted to reference Pat Riley. So everybody that got referenced in his speech were all in this crowd, but also the extended teammates and the like. So he bought, I think the number was about 200 tickets um, to have people there to listen to this. So in referencing Pat Riley, the part was, and it was quite funny because he was talking about Pat being, uh, at that stage, was the general manager of the New York, uh, New York Knicks. And uh, on the New York Knicks was uh, Charles Oakley, who was one of Michael Jordan's best mates. And Pat had that much of a hatred whilst he, whilst he was in the, in the game for someone like Michael that he would stop Michael and, o- and Charles Oakley having lunch together. And it was interesting to see at Charles Oakley's expression and Pat Riley's expression when Michael just said, well, all that did was just fuel my fire. You know? And he came out and had some of his best games against New York because that's what Pat challenged him to do by Pat's actions. Yeah? So it's interesting to see what people use to define themselves, which other people might be taking as negatives. And I think a few weeks back we talked about Steve Jobs and the moment that he left or he got sacked out of Apple to what he did then to to let himself come back. What we normal people probably look at as negatives can become massive positives if it's chosen to be used that way. All right. Let's switch. uh, Let's put on that bit of... uh Audio now. Yeah, sure. It's a bit, it's a bit funny, but I mean, I think it just synopsizes exactly what he used as fuel. Pat Riley. I mean, you and I, we go way back. I still remember in Hawaii. You remember in Hawaii where you and I, I was coming in. You were, I guess, leaving, and you decided to stay a couple extra days. But you were in my suite, and they came and they told you you had to get out of my suite. <laughs> and you slid a note underneath my door, although you had to move. You did move. He slid a note saying, I enjoyed the competition, congratulations, but we will meet again. <laughs> and I take the heart in that because I think in all honesty, you are just as competitive as I am, you know, even from a coaching standpoint. And you've challenged me every time I played the Knicks, the Heat, and I don't think you were with the Lakers, but any time I played against you, you had, you had Jordan stoppers on your team, yeah, John Starks, who I loved. <laughs> he even had my friend Charles Oakley saying, we can't go to lunch, we can't go to dinner because Pat doesn't believe in fraternizing between the two of us. <laughs> and this guy hit me harder than anybody else in the league, and he was my best friend. Patrick Ewan, we had the same agent. We came out the same time, but we couldn't go to lunch. Why is this? You think I'm gonna play against Patrick any different than I play against anybody else? No, no. And then you had your little guy who was on your staff who became the Knicks coach after you, Jeff Van Gundy. He said, I conned the players, I befriended them, and then I attacked them on the basketball court. Where did that come from? I just so happened to be a friendly guy. I get along with everybody, but at the same time, when the light comes on, I'm as competitive as anybody you know. So, gentlemen, my question to you, so I, I took humility out of that, because to learn what Jordan learned, I believe you need to be a very humble person. Okay? So that's how I, that's how I looked at that. And that piece is a very humble piece for him to, well, a very humble part of his life for him to share what he shared. 
But to me, he, I mean, this literally does dig back into the, our first conversation. Most of that, or a big chunk of that speech, was him using envy for as a positive power to, to fuel him continuing his career. Yeah. Like, he basically just person after person after person. Steve they didn't know that I was measuring up against them, but I was measuring up against them. Then the next one, then the next one. And literally, it was just using that as fuel over and over and over again to get to where he face, wanted to go. The face on the bloke that got, that got chosen ahead of him on his high school basketball team, he knew the piss take, right? He knew why he was there. He's the guy that got Jordan Cup, and he's, he's such a famous guy because of that reason. What the fuck has he achieved in his life? Well, who knows? Have you, have you looked him up? <laughs> I have. Nothing. I can't find anything. <laughs> his reference is the bloke that got, well, that got chosen out of Jordan. That's it. What did you think about the, the comment he made about organisations don't win championships, but great players like him do? Travis? You're, I mean, you're a player right now. I mean... On the court. Yeah. In life, apparently, um, I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> organizations don't win championships. Great players like him do. He was saying uh, the organization didn't have the flu, or the organization didn't roll an ankle. Um, <laughs> coming from both sides of the the spectrum here, I've been within the organization and as a player, and I call bullshit a little bit on it, only because it, it's a combination of both. Yes, the players have to play but the organisation has to give them the, the best possible. So it, it's, it's a, I don't want to use an analogy of team effort, but it really is. It was, it was, it was a massive dig at Jerry Krause, that's what it was. Yeah, it, it, that's and what he, it is. I think Jerry Krause was the only bloke that wasn't in that crowd. And that's where it really surprised me you said about humility, because I thought during that whole speech there was a complete lack of humility. That <laughs> <laughs> he was just making jibes and like, and who knows, or in jest or whatever, and ha ha ha, but it's like, no, he was... He was telling them what so, he used. So yeah. the, the four of us that have spoken about this um, to this point are all more or less basketball heads, uh, some way, shape or form or some level. How about the two that aren't? Uh, well, Justin. You know, well, Justin is. Yeah, no, but, but you um, were growing I'm, up, right? No, not growing up. So what, what, do you, what did you two take from that? I mean, what do you, did you know about Jordan? I mean, I, I literally just pulled out the Ultimate Jordan DVD set that's sitting on my shelf in the podcast room because when I... I've used that when I've been going through tough times and I had to work late at night. I've thrown like those games on the flu game, the other things yeah, yeah. like to fuel me. I've used that and watched it on the you know, not all the old school square you know tape <laughs> sitting on your on your TV. But from for two guys that haven't sort of had basketball as a big part of their life, what, like, what did what did you take from it? Who wants to go first? <laughs> Mark can go. No, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Passing the ball between yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, pass. Um, I, I think, well, this is the second time I've watched it. You, I think, Conrad, you've shared with the, this video with me before. What I took out of it, there are elements of humility. I don't know about the whole speech. Okay. I think there are some kind of like, fuck you moments. Like, <laughs> I, you I know, thought there was thank you moments. I yeah, think yeah. there were, but yeah. I think there was... I don't know. Can you can you give me one? Well, then you took us fuck you just in case I missed it. Well, talk oh, about the high prices as well. That was a little bit like. Well, that's a job at him and the organisation, yeah. yeah, but he did it twice as well. Yeah, twice. Didn't need to say it. Yeah, there are a couple. There are a couple jabs, um, but there are definitely humility in the moments of like 
when he referenced back to getting cut and, and really was openly sharing a bit of vulnerability around that and, and opening up around how and admitting that he used these things for fuel where someone who would have had, I guess, too much of an ego would admit that that was the case. He just would have said, I'm the, I'm the fucking greatest and I worked yeah. harder than you guys and that was all. Um, but he did admit the fact that these things and, and the time that I watched it, the, I think, for the first time, it really helped me get through and looking at the negatives for the positive yep. and it was really reinforced the saying of like everything's happening for you, not to you. Yeah. And if you look back at Jordan's story through that, at the time it wouldn't feel like that but clearly in hindsight it was all happening for him oh, for sure. and enabled him to kind of become you know, who he needed to become. And... For me, those negative moments and, and referencing those, and I guess it is envy, and I look back in some of my personal life around actions I've taken, and they have been out of pure envy. Um, that's what's you know driven me in quite a few things when I look back. And I think Jordan, now knowing <laughs> what you've pre-laid, uh, Michael, <laughs> the, foundation. the foundation there, he's got a lot of envy there. and. Um, I wouldn't have taken that out of it literally half an hour ago before I watched it, but now I would. Um, but for the most part, just that sheer of like, you know, this was a negative moment, but I'm going to work through it. Um, thanks for the people who did this shit stuff, not shit stuff, but these... Gave me the opportunities. Yeah. These, at the moment, would have perceived negative, like yeah. get it being cut or like no or whatever. Um, but he's clearly a man of competition. Like I liked when oh, he yeah. when he was on the bar, when he talks about when he was on the baseball field and um, uh, I forget the, the name mm. of the guy that he referenced and he comes up to you and goes, "Oh, it's a shame you don't play anymore. Um, I see you in shorts. I'm going to guard the hell out of you and you ain't going to do <laughs> shit." And then you know he shares how a few years later or whenever it was they were Talk facing off and. Uh, you know, and, and I guess that's where, you know, Mikey, like, there's no humility there of just like, he had plenty. That was Brian Russell, it, Byron Russell. Was it? From Utah. And he had like, he had plenty of opportunities. And he should never have gone <laughs> back to basketball. He should never have gone back. He, he should have had the humility just to stop where he was. and It's not over a can of worms on that Which time? Mate, come on now. Do you, okay, question. Do you think. He should um, never have left the game, more importantly. <laughs> he would have had seven championships. Exactly. We'd be having this conversation. Exactly, yeah. Do you think he, what's the right way to word this? Uh, do you think he would be a, he sh, he would have had the ability to show humility through those times, or is it only upon reflection? I I think to achieve what he's achieved, I would I would like to have thought, and I don't see how he can do it any other way. Um, he would be showing humility in the moments to learn the lessons to use it as fuel. Because I don't, like I said, I keep saying it. I don't believe you can learn without being humble. Because if you if you're not humble, you think you know it all. Because he references the point of uh, doing what the team needed. So if the team needed him to teach, he would do that. If the team needed him to score, he'd do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that's where he shows the humility to learn on the fly and do his, do his job. In uh, the, yeah. In the moment. It's like to and win. And, and, I'll do anything to win. Whatever is required. So it'd be interesting to ask him a conversationally, you know, what's your opinion now of organisations versus t- uh, players in relation to who wins a championship? Because I agree with you, Trev. I think they're two halves of a whole. But he's also, look, he, did you say he was a team motivator? Is that what you're saying? Jordan? Yeah. 
No, I've never said that. No, sorry, I thought that's what you just said. I was like, hang on. It's I'm team gonna... owner. Oh, team, team owner. owner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. So he's doing the other side of the equation now, which yep. would mm. be a very different experience for him. Similarly, that same, <coughs> same night, um, David Robinson got his award. Some well. great people got inducted on the but same similarly, night. Because so, I was reading a doc, uh, uh, um, article from somebody who was kind of analysing the... Jordan's speech plus the, the guys around him and they were saying the other speeches around him were like ultra like full of humility and just kindness and so there's a real sort of stark difference between the between the speeches and what this guy said was actually he he misses the Jordan the hero and he didn't really want to see Jordan as the man like he didn't want to see his weaknesses in when he was speaking but he cried as he was walked up there I'm sure he did he had onions in his pocket Interestingly, he uh, you know, basically transcends uh, loyalty in terms of followers because Is it? Well, even you, Conrad, you know, the humility for you to bring Jordan. For sure, 100%. Uh, I, I hated the guy who played Laker. the game. He took the um, championship away from LA. That was the man, right? He took it from, from, he took it from, him, from, from Magic. Now, Magic's my boy, but he took it from Magic and left him fucking bare butt naked. <laughs> and I hated that series. <laughs> hey, we haven't heard from Marco. Hey? What about Marco? He's just... He, he, about, no, 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 no. Not in that respect. I was going to say, Marco's just like pushed against the wall with all this ego that's just firing from everywhere. He's running, do I bother speaking? Uh, I'll get the first point out of the way quickly because it's like, I don't think there's much discussion around it. But did anyone else notice how intensely focused his mother was every time the camera cut? No, I didn't. To yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't notice her, and that was—I don't know—for some reason, that was the biggest thing that I took away from the from the whole thing. It was just like it's how fun. insanely focused she was, and proud, and how much like because there was there was a lot of love and yeah. humility around that. Um, maybe juxtaposed against what, in my opinion, was a fairly—I don't think it was a humble okay. um, display at all. I think so. I think his mum was a massive driver of yeah, him right, and the yeah. business and everything as well. So which is probably why the intensity comes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, um, that I think what I was watching, uh, and getting from it was just someone that used chips on his shoulder to become the greatest of all time. And then trying to figure out, um, how do you balance using those chips on your shoulder as as fuel against what you want um and gary v talks about it a lot and i think there was a bit of content that came out recently from him which was yeah okay it's good to have a chip on your shoulder and want to kind of do it to stick it in other people's faces but um first and foremost you've got to want to do it for yourself and um but did you get that from him from jordan yeah no now that i'm saying that i can't really remember when he was like look this is really what i wanted he was he you know you go to the example of the door the the his dorm room mate um and then the that story about on the baseball and then you know proving the coach wrong and um it was all of um very externally driven speech uh which is fine like just can't take anything away from it because look at what he achieved um, so, I mean, what he was talking about was, I mean, the, the externals were the mo- were, were the fuel for his fire in saying that he had the fire. Yeah. And the rest of the rest of those opportunities just fueled him more. Yeah. So I guess that's what I'll, I'll bring it back to. I, I mean, how I saw it and what I know of the Jordan story is that he was a very driven person right from a very young age. 
um, and he was a very talented person across a, a lot of sports, including NFL and baseball. I think baseball was his first passion. And golf as well. Yeah, as a heck of a golfer. Yeah, and he just so he just used his self awareness on how much competition drives him mm. to to link it to the end spot that he but wants does to humility, be at. But does not, but does humility not play a part in the awareness game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I don't think you can get to where he got to without being without being humble. But I think you'd have to look at different things from his career, different speeches, different whatever, to actually see great examples of his humility. You have to. I think you have to read in between the lines a lot gotcha, to understand. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe I'm projecting Yeah, because I like. I really yeah. don't think that that speech was much about humility. But when you understand, sorry, not that I understand how to achieve something like that. But what I'm saying is. When you hear all the things that he did and then you go to the next level and go, well, actually, in order to use the fact that you get cut as a motivator, you have to be humble. Yeah, you've got to go back and do the work. That, then then humility you comes through. But it's yeah. not served on a plate. And that's what I agree. I would agree. That's where there was like elements. <clears throat> but you had to really yeah. read through and, and I guess have a level of, of um, understanding of that. I mean, if you... I think for most people it was a very ego, yeah, like fuck you, chip on the shoulder. Yeah, because um, the, the commentary approach. around it, and I, and I will say to you, the commentary around it was very decisive and, sorry, very divided. Some people did go down that path of it was a very bullshitty fucking speech. Mm. I never saw it as that. Yeah, I think it comes back to your level of awareness around, like like I said, the things happening for you and, and how you use them fuel even your acknowledgement of envy. Because um, a lot of people, if their connotation with envy is negative, they would see that speech as highly negative. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Good point. Yeah. True. What? You yeah. Know, what that's right. Because I like at the moment I consider myself. I think I'm in a relative to where I normally am. I feel like I'm in a negative space. Yeah. Um. I didn't see the speech as negative. Okay. No, I didn't see it as. I. Some people will, will, will yeah, project okay. a very negative. I was just trying that. to reference it back to yeah, what we okay. were talking about. I don't okay. see it as negative, but. You know, I guess you could see it as negative if um, someone was like, that was a very ego-driven, you know, like yeah. uh, uh, speech as opposed to inspiring, you know, and the, the next for, people. It's easy to take somebody to down that's that high up. I mean, Michael Jordan's at the pinnacle, so to try and bring somebody like that down a little bit is... And he still is. I mean, he's still, he still, from what I can understand, um, profited from the game and post-game more than any other player ever has in the history of, of the NBA. And, and may it may, may well be sports in general in the states anyway. Oh, he's worth billions, billions, yeah. billions. Yeah. Um, and there, there's other factors in there for that as well. I mean, like being the you know, early days of shoes and oh, the, mate, well, know, the, there's everything that plays to it. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying he, he's just done he, it out of basketball. He is and does. Yeah, hey? absolutely. I mean, a lot of players don't turn into owners. No, well, that's that's a stretch. Yeah. Well, at the level that he has, there yeah. hasn't been one. No, exactly. So, I mean, interesting piece. I know it tied in with Mike and it wasn't aimed to, but it was mm. actually in, in listening to what Mike put on um, and then going back and listening to the to the Hall of Fame speech. Um, oh, yeah, I, I can see how his envies play the massive part in what's fueled him. I think one of the biggest things, though, is like I think where you were going, Matt, to begin with, which was um, you look at what he's achieved and he, he talks through that journey and it's like... A bit of perspective as well. It's like do the fucking work. Do the work. And it's like you get a little hiccup or you get a little brick wall, yeah. you get a little whatever shown, you know, shoved in your face, like it's nothing. Um, you either can dwell on that and step backwards and I'm not good enough or you can use that as the chippers on your shoulder 
and and charge through that to the to the next level. Um, and I think that was I think at the time the first time I watched is is a lot of what I got out of it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good story. Oh well, yeah, it's but, one of the best I've seen. Awesome. So, gents, I'm sorry I don't have a second bottle. <laughs> well, I got flogged because I didn't have two bottles last week. That's why I'm just having yeah. a crack at you. Well, I mean, you. I mean, there was a story. I had a reason. You know, there's a reason I've why I had this one bottle. I didn't know and cared. Yeah. And okay. if anybody brings Japanese whiskey in July, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on drinks next week. It's all right. You were supposed to bring Japanese whiskey last week. but uh, Well, you weren't here. That's why I didn't bring it. Okay. Oh, well, appreciate that. Thank you. That's not the truth. Yeah, anyway. I know it's not the truth. It's a long way from the truth. But anyway, um, actually, I really enjoyed that um, SSP from right, so Lake House. I've um, had one for a while. So Gary and Leah, thank you very Thanks much. I'll be Andy, talking to you in, again soon. And uh, the lake, or sorry, lakehousedenmark.com.au for anyone interested. And uh, We'd love to host a show from down there. <laughs> we would love to go on holiday down to Denmark together as a little family in, in Travis's hippie bus, according to Conrad. Can we turn his microphone off? Yeah, we can. Uh, like, we could actually do it post-production. Oh, too, if we do really get off. a chance to go down to the lake house, you're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, this one's been a roller coaster. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately uh, for, the, for the audience, I, you, you would really love to see the next 20 minutes of what's going to happen. But, and one, day we will, um, one day we'll share more of that with you. But uh, I hope you've enjoyed this one and uh, we'll see you next time. Keep the mics rolling, mate. Let him listen. Ciao, mate. See you guys. Bye. Ciao. Bye-bye.